Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. You know what? I think I'm going to call it Norris versus Verstappen for 2024. So as you can tell, I am wearing my McLaren bobble hat of bias because quite clearly I am going to be gushing about one of my favourite teams. That, and it's really cold up here in the attic. I became a McLaren fan properly back in 2015 when Fernando Alonso joined their ranks for the second time. It was just a really dark time for us all. A moment when we weren't really understanding what life was all about, you know? We were just sort of at the back. McLaren, ninth in the constructors. It was just so unbecoming, wasn't it? But now they're looking fantastic. And what's got me intrigued here is that this isn't just me talking about it or fans dreaming about the impossible. We are starting to get sniffers from Red Bull themselves that they are starting to get a little bit wary about the competition going into next year. Something they really haven't talked about since the early days of 2022 when Ferrari looked like a legitimate rival to them. Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen going for the title? until Paul Ricard happened. But one thing I want to temper this with, of course, and trying to make sure that this doesn't make me too biased, is that I think this might be a little bit premature in that Ferrari and Mercedes are cooking as well. And I think Mercedes will get on top of what they were dealing with this year because they can fix a lot more things going into 2024 than they can fix this year due to you know the cost cap. They can't just build a new chassis. And Ferrari, they're refining what they're doing, going towards the Red Bull concept. But I feel like McLaren have caused the most amount of heads to turn, mainly for the fact they have suddenly rapidly become a consideration. You wouldn't have been saying that nine races ago. This year, Red Bull have completely dominated everybody, even with Sergio Perez faltering a little bit, and they still won the team title, no problems there. In fact, Max Verstappen has been said many times that he could win the team title by himself. That might no longer be the case if one of the teams gets their act together for the duration of the season. And it all starts from a comment that Aston Martin ambassador Jessica Hawkins said regarding Red Bull's luck. According to her, she said that Red Bull were very lucky that McLaren had such a bad first third of the season, where they only scored 17 points in the first eight races, way behind Alpine. In just nine races, they have scored 202 points, the same amount of points that they scored throughout the entire 2020 season, considered to be one of their best seasons in a very long time when they got third in the constructors. And in terms of the last three or so races, McLaren have scored more than Red Bull. And that is something that is a little bit of concern because 
they really need that second driver to step up now. The fact that they scored in Qatar just as many points that Lance Stroll scored in the entire season so far is remarkable. The car has basically transformed itself, hasn't it? The MCL60 going from one of the team's most embarrassing cars they've ever made, up where with the MP430 for being a shocker of a car on debut, and the MCL32 for being their wake-up call, saying that maybe Honda wasn't entirely to blame for the fact they were slow, and then being barren of sponsors, of course, to now the calling card to shout to the world that McLaren are back. They're only going to get stronger. I've not had this feeling of optimism since 2020. Heck, I think the optimism is even stronger now for the very fact that I feel like McLaren's got all their eggs in one basket, finally. The fabled wind tunnel is working now, no longer a myth. The new technical director leadership structure will be coming online in 2024. With incoming staff from Ferrari and Red Bull, a senior member of the Red Bull staff to boot in Rob Marshall, he's been around there since practically the beginning of their dominant phase or in the entire team's conception. They've got a young and talented driver lineup that's not about to retire anytime soon, and they've snapped them up for the next three seasons, which is absolutely remarkable because it's quite likely that if things go well, Lando will extend his contract. And I just feel like this is just the next chapter of McLaren. Andreas Seidel helped turn the ship around into a more positive outlook, getting everything back and sorted. And now Andrea Stella and Zach Brown can speed the ship up a little more, more and more and more, to now becoming actual title contenders and giving these two young drivers a car where they can actually maybe go for some wins. I seriously feel that the momentum is in McLaren's favour, and even Max Verstappen values what McLaren has at the moment. Saying that Oscar Piastri and Lando Norris are probably the most consistent compared to the others behind us, the best lineup of all the others. I think Max is genuinely interested to see what happens with McLaren next year. I think he's going to be keeping a close eye on them and actually getting kind of excited to see a bit of a challenge because as we have heard recently, that the reason why Verstappen's still in Formula 1 is he still finds it fun to be in. The moment he said it stops being fun being in Formula 1 and winning all the time, he will look to move on and try something else maybe starting to dabble more in sim racing and helping find new talent and whatnot. The change of pace in McLaren is remarkably, ridiculously fast. Even more ridiculous than Aston Martin's sudden form at the beginning of the season. I mean, we were all happy to see Fernando Alonso getting six podiums in the early part of the season, but nobody expected McLaren to suddenly be the second or third fastest car in the entire grid when they were quite clearly one of the slowest. I mean, quite honestly, as a McLaren fan, I completely just gave up hope and thought, oh, great, we're in for another bad season at the back and we'd be very lucky to get P6. But no, you get Austria and then Silverstone. I mean, you don't need me to tell you. You can just go back and look at my winners and losers video for Silverstone about how jubilant I was. <laughs> then you've got Christian Horner being somewhat envious of the lineups that his rivals have. Him feeling that the team no longer have the lineup that they would like to have, which didn't really matter for 2023. You know, since the other teams were behind and McLaren were nowhere. But the MCL60 has just swooped past the W14 and the SF23 and is now actually genuinely clearly the second fastest car. More and more people are saying that it's going to be the MCL60 from McLaren that can actually give Max Verstappen a little bit of a challenge. And when you actually took pit stop strategies and you had mandated stints into the equation, Max Verstappen was not able to get away. We heard multiple times during the Qatar Grand Prix that there were moments when Max had to forget about Piastri and focus on his own race to get second in the sprint race. And then they were actually telling him to speed up during that Grand Prix. You could argue that because of that mandated pit stint, Piastri's racecraft was actually not much of an issue and the tyre wear wasn't much of an issue. But when you could actually have raw pace and the drivers could go all out, no holds barred, the McLarens were hanging in there, including Piastri. 
It's even got Helmut Marko a little bit jittery, saying that the fear of losing second place in the driver standings to anyone, in fact, not just McLaren, is a concrete fear. Now, me, being a McLaren fan, I want to believe all of this. I want to believe that Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri can be the best lineup on the entire grid, and that they can be the one, most likely Lando, going for the driver's title next year. But I have to temper myself, because we have been here before. There are still some things that both drivers have to fix first before they can actually become the peak versions of themselves. We have to remember, Oscar Piastri is still a rookie. He's a very good one, probably almost as good as Max Verstappen was on debut, but he's still got a lot to learn. I don't think we're going to see the peak Oscar Piastri until 2025. But I feel like Lando Norris can actually get over his inner demons and stop beating himself up as much. And we might see in 2024, once he's realized that, oh dang, I have a really fast teammate. He could become what I would like to call Lando Prime. Lando Prime is the peak version of Lando Norris that we can possibly see. It's the sort of thing that we saw with Max Verstappen at the end of 2020 and going into 2021. We started to see the full complete package of Max Verstappen and what he would then go on to become. I feel like Lando Norris is on the door of that happening, and all it took was him to actually have a really compelling fast driver that could give him the hurry up and just feel like... I've actually got to try and improve myself that I'm not invincible and that I can be beaten. Lando can bounce back from this and he will actually become the perfect version of himself next year. That would be really cool to see. Then he can actually be a title contender with Max Verstappen. And that is something Max wants. Max wants to see McLaren and Lando do really well. Max doesn't want Lando Norris as a teammate, even though Helmut Marko and Christian Horner want Lando Norris and actually Formula One kind of want that too as a dream team lineup but Max Verstappen wouldn't want that I bet that he would veto any decision of bringing Lando Norris into the Red Bull fold because he wouldn't be able to fight with his teammate to the fullest there would be team orders involved there would be situations where there'd be manipulation going on and then Max and his friendship may disintegrate like we've seen so many times what Max Verstappen wants is Lando Norris to fully embrace McLaren drive to the best of their ability have a perfect car and be able to go for the title fight with no holds barred, all out, they can duke it out, no worries about team orders, they can have a proper ding-dong battle, and Max would be having so much fun. And I think we would have fun watching it. But there's still the issue of the MCL60 itself. It seems to have actually got the same characteristic that a lot of McLaren cars have had in the last few years, certainly since Lando Norris joined the fray in 2019, in that it is incredibly unpredictable and very tricky to drive. You even hear the likes of Carlos Sainz and Daniel Ricciardo talking about it too, them never really getting fully on top of the characteristics of the McLaren cars. And Lando has always said that Whilst it has improved the MCL60 this year, it's still very tricky to drive and sometimes it's on the edge. Like you feel like it's about to give way at any moment. And that's why I've always noticed that in the early practice sessions, the McLaren cars don't always tend to be going at full chat. Them trying to understand the quirks and complications and strategies and stuff like that. They usually come alive in free practice three. You feel like once they can actually get that wind tunnel going and start developing the 2024 car and maybe be able to find the problem that the old Toyota wind tunnel couldn't actually solve, they might be able to provide a car which is a little bit more complete, easier to drive, something more suited to Lando's characteristics and something that Oscar Piastri can put some input in as well because the MCL 37 or whatever it's going to be called will be the first car that both these drivers had a say in how it's going to go because it's quite obvious that McLaren are going to be a team where they are putting the team first. What I really like from Andrea Stella as well is that they are not being draconian, saying what the team decides is absolutely final and the drivers have no say. 
What Stella has said is that they will allow the drivers to state their case. The team will come back to them and then they will decide that based on the information that the drivers bring to light, they will then decide to either hold position or change things and have a proper dialogue. And I feel like McLaren will actually be the best to actually get a top on this team orders thing because they do have a lot of experience. And I know that a lot of people who worked back in the 80s and the 2000s may not be working for them anymore. But that residual experience, looking back to history and going like... I don't want to be that guy causing that to happen again. So, yeah, I feel like McLaren will be the most adept at dealing with team orders. I'm not saying, though, that Lando won't complain or Oscar complaining. They will, but they will actually get a lid on it and provide at least the least amount of discord. Going back to that comment that Jessica Hawkins made about Red Bull being lucky that McLaren weren't on it from the beginning of the season, I think that is actually really true. Say, for example, that maybe McLaren were off from the get-go, that they scored 202 points in the first eight races of the season as well. So they'd be on roughly 400 points. So you would actually make it the case that Max Verstappen wouldn't necessarily be guaranteed in winning the constructors on his own. It would be much closer. And Red Bull would definitely need their second driver to step up if they wanted to keep the team title. I feel that if it were the case and McLaren were on it from the beginning of the season, they would have still won the constructors Red Bull. But it would certainly have been a lot closer than it is now when you've got Red Bull with over 600 points and the closest barely over 300. Lando and Oscar would be a lot higher up in the championship, whereas Perez... He might not be second place in the driver's standings. That's the thing that Christian Horner desperately wants. It's something that has eluded Horner the most. Toto Wolff has been able to do it, but he hasn't really. Getting a 1-2 in the driver's standings from his own volition. There's always been someone else getting in the way. And if Perez, who's holding on to second, him being able to realise his dream of a perfect season for Red Bull, falls behind then it's been ruined. McLaren are in the best place that they had been in a very long time, and I am really, really excited about it. And I think that Red Bull are excited too, in a way, that they are going to have a bit of a challenge, that it's not going to be quite as easy, because I think for any sort of motorsport team, that if they have a battle and it's closely fought, it seems like it's the most rewarding. If you just cakewalk to a title, it can get very boring, that there's no challenge. And I think that Max is starting to feel that too. If he can have a driver lineup that will give him the hurry up and that he has to speed up and drive a little bit faster, then this could be something that keeps him around in Formula One for longer. And therefore, we might see more of the prime Max Verstappen instead of him maybe tempering his powers because he doesn't really need to. Because we have to admit that he is now a three-time world champion. He is up there with some of the greats. I feel like McLaren are in a better position than they were in 2020. And unlike many seasons, they hit the ground running from lap one of Bahrain. Then I will begin to believe 100%. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.